Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you have one of these neat new big screen projection TVs, there is nothing like plugging in your video game console really immersing yourself into the game world in that theater-like setting. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselo, and joining me, as always... Ben Vanell here, Tommy. Great to be with you. Nice to see your pretty little face. Uh, <laughs> you're still over over in uh, in the backwards land that's half yep. an hour behind uh, mm-hmm. Melbourne. But, you know, there's one other guy on this show who's living in the present with me, and he looks like he's about to deliver a present. It's Adam that's Knox. Me. I'm up to date, unless you're a little bit further east of where we are in Melbourne, Australia, in which case... You still, you're you're a bit ahead, and you knew I was going to say yeah. this, and I'm sure you were looking forward to it the whole time. <laughs> it's the we should have all blo- warned America. <laughs> like it's the blokes over the ditch, right? Over the Dutch, they're the only people that are like yeah. ahead of us. Time I think some islands as well. There's some other countries oh, too sure. that would be. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where the where the most forward, futuristic part of the world is. Usually, I think it's New Zealand that people are like, "Oh, this game's just released in New Zealand," and yeah. so they're, you know, they they drop their like first impressions on Reddit and shit. That's that's where I have been seeing this information on Reddit. So it's definitely yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice wholesome doggo. This Karen got what she deserved by an enormous amount of people taking active revenge on her. Edit. We're Thanks wholesome. for the gold. <laughs> I remember being a little kid and watching the news on New Year's Day and they'd always be, they'd always love having the story of like the first place in the world to be in the new year. And right. It, and it, just like there being like a camera there of them like counting down and being like young enough to be impressed by that. Like, wow, they're already in 1998. That's so cool. Mm. <laughs> I know. The fact and that like we act as though it's like a natural phenomenon, like a wave traveling around the world. But it's like, no, it's because <laughs> right. England said, we're the main one. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, starts yeah. here. This is zero. <laughs> Everywhere else is fucked in some way, either backwards or forwards. We're the mm-hmm. only one on actual time. My parents Man. are English enough that they wait until Greenwich Mean Time to do New Year's sometimes. Oh, like they do it a second wow. time. <laughs> and like Fantastic. English enough and... And dorks enough. Like, my parents are from the UK as well, and they're like, and we're going to bed. (laughs) That's also dorky. Every English person is a dork in some way. I don't know. That's what I'll say from the safety of Melbourne, Australia. (laughs) Come get me. (laughs) Now, time's just a... It's just a construct, dude. It's just a, a human construct. Well... No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Say else that is to human the, the in my, my hair. 
What else is a construct? Video games. Now they definitely are. That <laughs> I, unless there's like the, if if the fifth dimension turned out to be video games, if we oh. went up and it was time, and then up again and it's video games. Oh, brother, send me there. It's it's just Second Life. We're just <laughs> yeah. We're just it looks like the Homer Simpson yeah. fucking episode. <laughs> yeah, with video games are made by men, made by mankind, and are maybe the greatest artistic achievement in all of yeah. human history, mm, as evidenced what, um, by the absolute fucking bullshit we scrounge up to talk about every week. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's so weird to truly think that video games are one of the most incredible things that humankind has achieved and to mm. also think they're the worst thing going on right now. <laughs> yeah, they're an e- their creation is, is an example of the peak that man can achieve. Mm. Um, mm. And then that has inspired the absolute depths that man is capable of. <laughs> what hey. game would you want to live in, Adam, if they were the fifth dimension? Um, like, what would you be hoping for when you, when you're the one that like braves that frontier and you step mm. through that portal? What are you through hoping the con- is on the other side? Portal, yeah, yeah. It's a good question because most of them are scary. Um, Adam mm. finishes off the infinity machine and that creates like Stargate in his <laughs> uh, office. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's got a portal into into video yeah. game land. He can like dial the, it in on the side, yeah. What are like you dialing large, in? Large Hadron Collider, how everyone thought it was going to make the black hole. Mm. Mine mm. makes a black hole, but it's the Xbox game Black that was made by the Burnout people, and we just mm. live in Gun World. Oh, God. Okay. I don't want that. All right. I also don't want to live in... People often say, like, oh, Animal Crossing, but fuck that, because that game's just about living somewhere. So to be normal, right. except life. all day, you'd have to be like, what the fuck does... mean? Yeah, you go in there and you've got a mortgage immediately, yeah. which it, yeah. we, neither none of us have in real life, so that <laughs> right. instantly would be worse. And you can only pay it off by physical labour or playing the stock market. <laughs> So, we're out. I mean, as is the case with the real world, too. (laughs) Pretty much. There's no way (laughs) you're getting the mortgage done without one of those. Yeah, Um, be a tradie or play play the markets. And most of them would get too repetitive and boring as they do in real life. Like, if in real life you can get sick of something in less than 10 hours or whatever even, you don't want to live in that world where it's like, well, now I'm doing fucking Tetris all day. Tetris yeah. would be the worst one, right? You'd be you'd const- be constantly have the Tetris effect and be doing the Tetris. Like you'd never you would never mm. escape it. Fuck. Yeah, I'm you'd, oh, through. right. So double Tetris effect. You're seeing it and you're living it. Yeah. So, like it's tempting to say like a beautiful open world game. Like you think mm-hmm. about some of the best environments that you've seen, but then you know the the trade off there is like you might you know you might have a beautiful mountain that you can climb up and have this glorious vista to look out over but you're then also constantly under attack anytime right. you go for a little 5 minute walk you're going to end up in a little in a little gunfight right um, although you're most likely to be a background nothing character if you're in one of these well you know like you know if if i oh, was sure. like oh i'll go to in, live in spider-man i'm not spider-man i'm a fucking right. dude who like right. doesn't even see Spider-Man and all his friends are like, yeah, Spider-Man swung by the other day. And I'm like, oh, well, I've never even fucking seen Spider-Man. And then fucking Rhino just like, you know, steps on you and you're done. I reckon I wouldn't even see Rhino. I would just be so like, 
just lived this life where like, yeah, there is a Spider-Man out there, but like I've never seen Tom Holland. I'd be just as likely to see Spider-Man in that right. one as I would to see Tom Holland in this one. In the right, in this right. world, uh, in fact, wait, you're wait. sorry, but you're more likely to see Spider-Man in this world yeah, than true. in that one because if you see Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire, you've or seen Go Spider-Man. Rats. If you go to PAX, yeah. honestly, you know, yeah. like, if, which we probably will. Um, uh, I was going to ask if you're in Spider-Man video game, do you have a job? Do you? Is it like? Mm-hmm. The entire world is like the normal world, but it's just in that sort of uh, fictional sort of, you know, uh, uh, parameters. So, like, I do think you, it would have to be. You live in. Or does it function like the video game where you. The minute Spider Man isn't around, you don't exist. Yeah, you go. Or you go back on a loop, a real boring AI loop. <laughs> Not even looping, just standing there waiting for him to get within, like, draw distance. Sure. Yeah. But I think you've got to live, you'll be living a life because I'm, all the people walking around in the street, you know, you swing by and they're like, yeah. oh, God, I'm having a bad day where I work yeah, every sure. day and I have I to pay I was going to say, yeah, like you're living in New York City, I assume, where rent is astronomical. Or mm-hmm. can, is, can you just live in a normal city? Like if New York That's exists I mean. in Spider-Man, <laughs> do we just yeah. live in Melbourne still? <laughs> You go well, over you know the water I think. where all the cars are just like low poly squares right. and it's beautiful. <laughs> I reckon the most the if if that's what we're talking about, the nicest existence mm. has to be like little villager in a Zelda game. You know? They're always just mm-hmm. there's like bad stuff happening out in the dungeons and out in the forests, but oh, you're just yeah. hanging out with your chickens. You're Actually, like one that's... of the little one of the little breath of the wild villages that you come across that are on the side of a mountain. You got a nice little outlook. You you probably know the parameters of how far out you can go before the little bacoblins are going to come after you. Good point. If you end up in a video game world, the first thing you have to do is set up a shop because then either yeah. you can't be killed <laughs> or <laughs> even if they do kill you, you real you respawn. You have key items that they need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone so comes in, I'll they do. start swinging their sword around, and it's just passing right through you. You're not even you're not reacting. It's making no contact. You're like, go, yeah, go for your life, brother. Have a <laughs> have a crack. Do Such your worst. Shit. I'm the most powerful being in this universe. And yes, the curse is that I can't do anything with it and I just mm. simply have to trade. But secretly... You're can literally you tell trapped, that, uh, trapped in capitalism. I wonder if anyone time. can tell that we couldn't find that many news stories to talk about this week. <laughs> <laughs> if you could I'd... live in any video game news story, which one would you live in? Uh, the Ooh, PR media great. release for Free Guy, which is basically what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, no, I'd, serious answer, I'd live in a Star Wars game because I'd be a Jedi and I'd fucking cut people in half with <laughs> lightsaber. Yeah, nice. It is That's a good cheat, isn't it? So when cool. you go, what video game world would you live in? <laughs> yeah. You can just say a licensed property. There's right. just enough like that it all exists. Porn that... game, hentai Steam porn game, hentai game from porn from Steam, hentai game. Um, do you know that George Lucas ref- um, refuses to call them lightsabers and he calls them laser swords? Is that true? I did not know that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because I don't think the light—it's called a lightsaber in, or maybe maybe Obi Wan calls it that. But in the original script, he called them laser swords and he refuses to call them lightsabers. Who it's changed like on it set to lightsaber stuff. then? Um, I probably like whoever wrote uh, Empire, like Obi Wan says someone? it in the in the first one. He's like, "This is a lightsaber of yeah, uh, ma- 
maybe that's like meant to be a, a slang term or something. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, but it's it's, it's slur. one of those weird things I read about George Lucas where you're like, oh, he would be a fucking awful guy to hang out with. I, this right, may be right. true, but I also feel like maybe you've been taken for a ride by somebody here. I, I have gonna, a feeling I could track down. Let's call George. There's, uh, this is yeah, one of yeah. those things where it's like, if you did make it up, it's the perfect thing to, you know what I mean? It's like, it's so believable if it is, in fact, untrue. It's definitely also, true. There's like a million, uh, a million um, uh, Google results. There's an interview with him and Stephen Colbert where he call, he says, I just call them laser swords because that's what... Oh, yeah, George called them that in the first draft of the script. Uh, Alec Guinness apparently thought lightsaber sounded better, so they just went with it, which apparently right. is like how uh, a lot of the stuff in the first movie was like made better, is like um, Harrison Ford refusing to say certain lines. and um, Right. Yeah. Mm. There's a YouTube clip. First result is George Lucas calls it a laser sword. I'm, this so is this crazy. Is like... I'm, I'm still. I'm dialing him now. I said we should call. It's ringing. Do you want to? I'll put it on speaker yeah. when he answers. I yeah, I'd can't love to really think him. of anything worse than having to talk to him. But sure, let's go. <laughs> well, it's already ringing. We can't hang up. He'll know it was us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hello, Mr. Hel- George Lucas speaking. <laughs> okay. Hey, George, Mr. you're on the air with uh, with Filthy Casuals. Um, oh, big Filthy Casuals, bombad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're yeah. so um, excited, that's right, George. Yep. Now, why did you call now, me? <laughs> now, what voice are you doing there, George? <laughs> Misa just speaking in my speaking voice. Right. This, right. Okay, this is interesting because. Um, so we just wanted to know what you call. Uh, there's like a famous weapon in the series of uh, Star Wars mm. films that you you created, and ah, uh, oh, the laser pistol. No. Uh, n- no. No. That's, no. Um, not a, it's oh, not a you used to talk in pod racer. No, 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 that, no, no, no. You're pod even more off fine. base. Yeah, we're, we're we're fine with pod racer. That's we're just we want to find out. Yeah, what uh, what the sort of um, the sort of it's I guess I guess what do we call it? We call it a lightsaber. Is that that's what you call it? It's like the the sword with the beam of light coming uh, out of it. Oh, Misa, know what you're talking about. Great, great. Um, <laughs> used to talking about the. <laughs> Painful dildo. That's what I've called it in the original script. Oh, okay. right. That seems weird okay. that Harrison Ford wouldn't want to say that because that's actually, mm. that's that's pretty cool. Harrison yeah. Ford said it all the time, even when we weren't filming. He loved it. But unfortunately, oh, right. Anna Guinness, he's, a, he's a the one who... The, ac- the accent really, this accent is kind of, <laughs> it's very selective. It just seemed like you had like a longer longer chunk yeah. of what you wanted to say there and it just sort of dropped off immediately thing that happens with Misa is the longer I talk the less interested I am in the thing that I'm doing here <laughs> Sir. that's a that's just a thing about Misa <laughs> okay, okay right right God, anyway I'm starting to wish we hadn't called George Lucas and yeah, unfortunately was... the call is never gonna disconnect okay well and Adam's um... not gonna talk again it's just George well yeah because I, I can't like it's it sounds so much like George Lucas. It, it, there's no way for me to just yeah pretend that it was Adam all along. <laughs> anyway, uh, live long and prosper. Bye. See you, George. Oh, there he goes. He hung up. This is me again. Oh wow. Oh, hey, okay. you can tell. Thanks, I don't, I'm surprised you couldn't tell because he keeps talking like Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Oh, did you yeah, not yeah. notice that? You didn't pick up on that. 
I've never not seen really. a Star Wars film. I've so never, like, yeah, yeah, I've never seen Phantom Menace because I'm not, I'm not ten. So yeah. yeah, and I never have been. I skipped that age. <laughs> <laughs> I went straight from, I went straight from nine to eleven. Do you uh, think if you're working on a Star Wars film, surely if you're on set, like internally at this point, they're referring to them as lightsabers. But let's say Georgie Boy comes past for a set visit. I don't imagine that's happening all that often, but you know he could, we can he could ask him how regularly he does that if you want to call okay. him back. No, no, no. Yeah, fine, yeah. Fine, you've got his number. Can, can we give him a call? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Why we'll not? see if. <laughs> what were you going to say? There's a, a memo. A memo going around like now. Everyone, George is coming by for one of his very infrequent but very famous set visits. So mm. Ixnay on the lightsaber lay. You know what I mean? Do you reckon it's like you have to? You can go for it when he's not around, but then if he's dropping by, it's like now. He strikes Remember, me. Everyone, they're laser swords. He mm. strikes me as the type of guy who wouldn't pipe up. Mm. Yeah. I think if he was annoyed by something you were doing, you wouldn't find out until much later on a podcast where someone called him and got yeah. him to address in, it. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, speaking... Like- Maybe maybe uh, relegate that uh, production assistant to uh, uh, who the fuck is that services. meant to be? <laughs> <laughs> that was Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, speaking of uh, speaking I of wish rules about what you can use this week. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of what you can and cannot say on set, uh, there was a story the other week about the word the Z word zombie yes. being banned from the set of the Last of Us TV show. Which, if you are watching, we have one week to go. The finale is happening in a few days. And if you haven't been listening to our recap podcast, Clicker I Barely Know Her, then uh, get on board. We've got one more episode of the TV series to cover, and then we're going to do an episode the week after that, covering all of our Mm. mailbag and the general consensus to the finale. So, yeah, two more weeks to go of that show. But, uh, yeah, thanks to everyone who's been listening and writing in and everything. But Mm. we'd get a little plug in here, just... um, yeah, get on get on board for the final episode if you haven't been uh, if you haven't been joining us along the way. That's right. Um, and also something worth mentioning because we were getting so much lovely correspondence to that podcast. We have an email address for this podcast. It's just mm. podcast at filthycasuals.com.au If you have any questions or ideas or you know for topics for for talking points. Um, if you have a, a review of a game, you, you know, like you can uh, you can get in touch. We're always available. We we do, you know, have all the socials, but you're allowed to email us at yeah. podcastoffilthycasuals.com.au. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Give we'll us your, uh, yeah. tell us what you've been, uh, yeah, what you've been thinking of, what you've been playing. Drop any kind of, uh, yeah, any any of your little, any any like reviews or thoughts you have of any games that you've played lately. Let's say, for example, that you were to play a Call of Duty uh, game on, well, uh, yeah, on say, a PlayStation. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, you can, if you've got any paranoid delusions, you can email them to us <laughs> as well. <laughs> if you've Much seen like spiders crawling out of your PlayStation, for example. You, you could, might be uh, living in the Spider-Man universe. <laughs> or living in the Call of Duty game that Tommy was, was, was talking about there that Sony is afraid that Microsoft's going to make. Real weird. We talked about their, like, um, the, you know, they, they've been, we've talked a bunch of times about it, about the Activision acquisition from Microsoft and how Sony's fighting that. Mm-hmm. And a thing they just recently said about that is they part of why they think it shouldn't happen is because Microsoft may deliberately make the Call of Duty games worse on PlayStation. Here's their words from some document they've submitted, I suppose, to the court. For Mm -hmm. example, this is Sony. For example, Microsoft... Sorry, this is Sony. 
Misa think Microsoft might release a PlayStation version of Call of Duty where bugs and errors emerge only on the game's final level or after later updates. Even if such degradations could be swiftly detected, any remedy would likely come too late, by which time the gaming community would have lost confidence in PlayStation as a go-to venue to play Call of Duty. It's one of the most scrabbling, ridiculous... Yeah. <laughs> like, say what you want about, like, huge companies acquiring huger companies and, and, and or less huge and, and becoming even huger and monopolies and all of that. This isn't the argument against it. No. Mm. This has yeah. never happened before, and it w- will never happen. Unless the world goes crazy, more so... You know, and uh, regulations and government bodies and, you know, consumer watchdogs all dissolve and people are actually able to have a fucking free-for-all. This is never going to happen. This kind of ridiculous, you know, corporate espionage fucking uh, sabotage. It's just not going to happen. It's And that is wild. Yeah. Let's say it did. It's that's not how pe- like the idea that that would mean that people go, "Oh, I'm never going to play a game on PlayStation again." Like the those Pokemon games that were buggy as hell, people didn't mm. go, "Oh, well, I'm throwing out my Switch." They went, "These <laughs> right. cunts made a bad game." <laughs> like right. just, it's the developers that end up copying it. It's got nothing to do with the platform. And yeah, exactly. Like it's not that it's never going to happen in like a naive, "Oh, people will be nicer than that way." Like if the, if you could show that they had developed a version of the game that had extra bugs in it that weren't on the Xbox One as a form of sabotage, there that would lead to legal action and like it wouldn't. Right. Yeah, it it's just and it's not like you say in Microsoft's best interests. No one's mm. playing a bad game and going, oh well, I'll buy a second version of this and a whole other console on which to right. play it. It's, <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. This is yeah, this is annoying. This is like if you know, like you're the friend in between a a, a couple's argument, you know, and the one of them is like, oh, they're they're gonna. My husband, he's he's threatening to acquire Activision, and and no, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> if they're having a pretty reasonable argument, and then one of them all all of a sudden says, and you know what? I think they're secretly an alien as well. It's like, well, I'm sorry, but you've lost all credibility here. That's a mm. stupid thing to say to make me believe you because it's only made me kind of suspicious of your it, whole thing. It feels like it's trying to appeal to like maybe, as a lot of lawmakers are, the sort of less tax tech-savvy side because it can. I can imagine it making mm-hmm. intuitive sense to someone if they didn't you know, have an enormous amount of understanding of the the field, I suppose. But right. also, like, for example, Sony developed the Blu-ray. Can you, you just chuck back at them like, okay, well, maybe you made worse versions of Sony-produced movies uh, on HD DVDs back in the day because you wanted right. the Blu-ray to succeed. And like right. that, it, I don't know. It's it, silly. It's not something that takes place for legal preventative reasons. Like, it's it's... Mm. It's not now. I think Microsoft has responded to um, Microsoft has responded to Sony's suggestion, uh, reiterating it has made a guarantee of parity between Xbox and PlayStation on access to Call of Duty, which mm-hmm. again isn't like will be nice. It's like no, there's like we'll contract it. Uh, yeah, in a this is this is the kind of a, like basic yeah like agreement that they are saying to get their less um, their less cool 
thing to go through, which is the merger. Like they're mm-hmm. they're agreeing to all this other stuff, which is pretty normal sort of industry standard stuff to to make the merger go through, which is the one thing that is questionable. So yeah, this is just I don't know. This is crazy. This is I, fucking crazy. I, I don't know of... And Sony releases a bunch of its games on the PC, which it doesn't make as much of a cut from. It, it's got incentive <laughs> yeah, to drive yeah. people to PlayStations rather than to PC. And the way it does that is by waiting years until releasing them. But then, like... So can we throw the same argument at you and, like, well, you make worse PC ports than for the PlayStation mm. to get people to... It's just a weird argument that they shouldn't have said. And yeah. I don't think is... is I mean, maybe maybe it's... Not like it's so enshrined in law that it wouldn't be possible. But even if they did do it, it would be stupid to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it this wouldn't make sense. And the way would... they do it, I think you said this before we were recording, Tommy, was like they add extra stuff to the Xbox version and they have like, oh, the DLC's first here and whatever. That was me. Was that you, Ben? Sorry. <laughs> like yes. the, and that's true. Like they, they, they sweeten the pot for people right. trying to get them to come to a certain platform or whatever. And one day yeah. I'm sure they'd love to have one of the biggest games in the world only be available on Xbox. They would have liked that this whole time and they're not doing mm-hmm. it so that they can do the acquisition. But I don't know, man. It's and funny like, that this debate yeah. is happening about like, you know, oh, whether they would do that. Would they make it run worse on the PlayStation when just a week or two ago there was that story about like, yeah, we'll bring it out on the Switch as well when it's like that's yeah. truly the one where it's like, well, how's that going to – that's going to be buggy and probably not be able to run. So like right. – but you know, in that discussion, you would have assumed, well, yeah, it's a no-brainer that the that the PlayStation versions and Xbox versions will, yeah, remain at parity. I like how specific they are in the quote too, of like they'd leave a bug until the very final level, <laughs> like just that, not not just like make it make it all shitty and unplayable, just like they'll. Yeah, the the final cutscene they'll make he- people's heads blow up. <laughs> it's like <laughs> if that was true, it's like that would actually incentivize me more. I'd be like, yeah, I yeah. want to see what kind of fucked up shit they've saved until the very end of the game. The limited edition, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. From having played enough of the Call of Duty games over the, they'll leave some fucking bugs in there. It'll you don't worry. <laughs> mm. Everyone will have something wrong with it. Like. I think you're right, Nox. You you said before, Nox, that like this is the kind of legal speak that will appeal to like other lawyers and judges and stuff. And I think I think that's it. It's like okay, well, here's a hypothetical thing that you just might want to include when you're considering this. I'm sure there have been examples of it in other like fields and industries. You know, like other sort of tech related stuff, or even just sort of um. Yeah, whatever. Any other industries where you're like, oh, we're going to put less effort into this, you know, method of distribution to favor another one. And, and that's come up before, you know, in, in sort of like these corporate sort of um, cases. But yeah, it, this getting out to the like games journalism makes Sony sound like a bunch of fucking idiots. And they put out yeah. the MLB <laughs> games. Those are the only like Sony developed ones I can think of. But those MLB, the show games... Uh, Sony developed and they're put out on the Xbox. So are Mm -hmm. you doing it, Sony? And will you do it? And like, Mm. if you will, then I guess whatever fucking extra wrinkle you're asking to be added here needs to be added to you too. Like, it's just so weird. This really, yeah. It's the liar being like suspicious that everyone's lying. It's like, why... Why are you bringing this up? Right. Is it because you do it? <laughs> it's totally... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Why has this thought even occurred to you? Is this something that right. 
yeah, you would do if given the chance. Like, <laughs> yeah, if it's that couple's argument, it's like, oh, I'm so mad at you because of this, and also I bet you cheated on me on the 18th of October last year <laughs> at a party hosted by your friend. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck them all. Kill them it's, all. Let well, God sort I them mean, out. The- <laughs> The problem is, like you say, Adam, it's like they will... It, it, of course it will have bugs, the next one, because it, every game does now that's big enough. Mm. So presumably they'll be like, yeah, they'll be in their, in their tinfoil hats being like, yeah, see? Vindicated. Unless the bug is like one soldier turns into Master Chief and one turns into Crash Bandicoot <laughs> and Master Chief's pissing off. Oh, but they would own Crash Bandicoot. Who's the fucking... Sony guy now, I guess Astrobot. Astrobot, yeah. Nathan Drake, Master Chief <laughs> pissing mm. into Nathan Drake's mouth. Yeah, that bug would be like, yeah, dude, they're really actually getting us here, like the letter section of a '90s magazine. <laughs> <laughs> what they need to do is put a bug in where it, like, you know, fucks up the level, but then a character turns to the camera and is like, you know what? I love Sony PlayStation. And then they'd be like, oh, see? What are you going to do now? Of, yeah. There's a lot of like background radio chatter in the Call of Duty games where they're just saying military stuff. They go like, mm. stay frosty, Oscar Mike, whatever. If you, you could chuck a little of like, stay frosty, Xbox is better, Oscar Mike. Like you could, <laughs> you could slip that under the radar, but it would also be fucking insane. Yeah. It's just such a, 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 weird, a weird thing I for hate- them. I just had a thought. You know, we talk about the video game magazine's letters section frequently on this show something that i think mm-hmm. holds a holds a very dear place in our hearts uh nostalgically um and just you saying that it's like yeah what a shame that we don't get to see the modern artistic interpretations of you know more recent video game characters pissing all over each other or ripping Whoa. each other's spines out or whatever sort of stuff they used to you know send into the pages of hyper and nintendo There's- magazine system yeah. Tommy, there's definitely a website I can send you to if you want to see video game characters <laughs> pissing on each other. Well, what but I was going to say was we've got our uh, we've got our live show coming up in Melbourne, April yes. the second, at Comedy Republic. I would love to solicit some uh, some video game some <laughs> some <laughs> some magazines, some '90s magazine style video game artwork, and okay. uh, maybe we can do maybe we can do like a live letters page. Um, oh yes, I like this. I like get them, get them printed out, have them at the show. So uh, yeah, send us your send us your stuff, and we'll have a little near the end of the show. We'll do a yeah, we'll do a live letters page in the style right, of right. the nineties gaming magazines. Podcast yeah, throw- at au would be the place, that, right? That's it. Mm. Throw your minds back to the nineties when print media was still living large. Uh, mm. Letters as well, right? W- like maybe a short, like sort of uh, era appropriate letter, but yeah, yeah some some great uh, silly, silly cartoons, yeah. we'll silly do badass basement, like was in uh, that N sixty four magazine. <laughs> Fuck you know yeah. the Nintendo sixty four. Everyone loves the character of badass from the era of the N sixty four. Yeah, that live shows on April second, which is a Sunday three. 40 p.m. and you can watch it overseas too. We'll be live streaming it. So 3, 4, 40 p.m. Melbourne time. And I can guarantee you that a certain Star Wars director will not be making an appearance. So (laughs) feel free to buy your tickets with Uh, the knowledge that you won't have to worry about that. You also do not have to uh, watch it live if you're overseas and the time difference is a bit weird for you. We'll be uh, leaving it up um, for, yeah, at least 24 hours. So if you buy one of those streamer tickets, you'll have... 
sometime within the next day or two. We can't yep. leave it up indefinitely, but um, you'll be able to watch it. You'll be able to get your fill. Uh, and especially if you do send in one of those, um, you know, mailbag things, you will be able to see it. So, yeah. Uh, mm. yeah. And come in person if you're here. Also, yes. Uh, coming in a person will be me on the 6th of September when Starfield is released <laughs> to celebrate Fallout 4 2 coming out with. So they, they, they put out a um, little two minute long video yep. announcing Starfield will be out, yeah, the 6th of September. Which I did mm-hmm. do the forgetting about America thing and think it was the uh, the ninth of June. Oh when right, I, when I was first watching the thing, nine Brutal. six twenty three. But yeah. uh, on the eleventh of June, there'll be a longer direct. They're calling it about uh, mm. about the game and everything. They had some footage of it rolling on the the TV behind Todd Todd uh, Todd Phillips. What's his name? Howard. Howard. Todd Howard. Todd who... Phillips is the hangover director. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, right. And, and oh, let's get him on the phone. <laughs> I've got all the director's numbers. Um, yeah, you're flying around space trying to find the your mate, who, and it's his, uh, his wedding's coming up and you've lost him. That, yeah, the look one... how the space <laughs> the tiger going to get you. I don't know if you guys were like watching that footage real close. I'm watching it the... now. So... Remember how at some point they were like, "Yeah, it's not aliens. There won't be a big alien thing in this." Well, the mm-hmm. whole the whole thing of this really seems to be aliens now, because like some aliens show up in it. There's aliens you're shooting at, and I guess they meant maybe you're not like talking to other alien races and interacting with them in like a different uh, civilizations yeah. meaning way, but you're yep. shooting at a bunch of aliens, and there's some like brontosaurus things in the background, and yeah. There's like a, it's, it looks like a Tyranid from uh, Warhammer, yes. the one that's coming at the screen. Big, big claws, big sort of, yeah, a- alien, aliens ripoff sort of uh, looking motherfucker. But yeah, you're and right. The, there's aliens the voiceover, in it. There's totally aliens. And the voiceover of the first half is saying, you know, a very um, sci-fi thing, it, the same as No Man's Sky, where like, there's an anomaly in the middle of the galaxy. Right. We, we've right. got to find out what this anomaly is, da-da-da. And that'll be aliens. But that's fine. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's in space. If anything, it's odd that they ever said there wouldn't be aliens because this, right. Yeah. They also. This is not also a reveal of them being like, actually, we've designed a bunch of alien races, and how cool is that? Like you said, it's just sort of in the background. It's just in some <laughs> gameplay footage. Yeah. Um. But I mean, yeah, it's a space game, space RPG. Shuck a bunch of aliens in there. Why not? Yeah. I like it. And that's, and is that, that's George Lu- Lucas speaking again, right? He, yeah. Because you love aliens, yeah. Me's a big fan. Hmm. That, that, <laughs> um, it's, it's, you know, that's cool that the 6th of September is the date now. That is uh, a nice... You're away, Ben, right? 6th of September. Yep. Yes. Yes, I will be. Yeah, Maybe nice. I should uh, buy a Steam Deck while I'm in the UK. Oh, Yeah. You could probably, right. I, I bet it'll be on the streaming thing of Game Pass. You'll be able to play it on your phone. Play it on the cloud, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cloud yeah, nice. Mm. Um, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take the, my lappy with me. That's a good point. Um, not a ton yeah. more to say about that, really. But uh, on the 11th of June, they'll be showing more of that game, which which looks all right. And yeah. We, yeah, bizarrely, recently, for, for some reason, we got on a tangent about this game and we mm. all... <laughs> we all put out our guesses for what date we think it was going to arrive. Yep. Uh, Adam guessed the 17th and then revised it to the 14th. Ben guessed the 21st. 
and I guessed the first. And weirdly, we were all in September. We were all guessing yeah. within the month of September. Based I don't on, remember why that happened. Based yeah. on nothing, right? <laughs> it didn't seem like anything. We started throwing around. Because it's like we assumed end of the year. I don't know if they'd put out like a quarter of the year estimation or anything. I think we just assumed sort of holiday. But then we drew it in a bit earlier because of, I think, maybe some other games that are coming out that it might be competing with right. to get out ahead of maybe a couple of games. But I think we just plucked September out of our sweet little fannies. Um, mm. Once and again. And all around the mark. Our fannies were putting out really good shit because <laughs> we landed directly on it. Yeah, Tommy won by Price is Right rules and by any yeah. rules. Yeah. It was the closest one unless the rule was the was... furthest away. <laughs> I was closest in spite of the fact that I am the least invested in this game of all of us. I so feel like very, I remember how you said the first and it was like this. Ah, the first. <laughs> I feel like that was along the lines of how you said it. And I, yeah, yeah, I think I'm the medium one and Ben would be the high in terms of our anticipation mm-hmm. of this thing. I think so. I, I mean, I don't know. I... I've loved their previous stuff because it's been weird, because it's been sort of a, a, a twist on a genre. Like, the Fallout games are an interesting take on post-apocalyptic stuff, you know, and the skyrim stuff. I know, like, Tommy, you never got super into the Elder Scrolls games because they're a bit... They are a bit generic fantasy, but, like, the more you get into them, the more odd they are. Like, Oblivion, you were jumping through portals into hell and... Morrowind, uh, Morrowind especially. Yes. Yeah. Big mushrooms um, everywhere, those big bugs that walk you around. Like, there was a yeah. bunch of, like, really kind of off-the-wall sort of shit, man. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's why I like it. I like stuff that's a little bit left of centers. And this it looks to be a straight-down-the-line science fiction RPG, which, you know, that's that's cool. I'm definitely still going to be interested in it. But it hasn't it hasn't, like, sucked me into the hype machine, like... Uh, it may have with other people, but I'm obviously mm. definitely, yeah, I'm very keen still. I guess that's the thing that they're spinning back up on the 11th of June too. Like they would have been yeah, doing right, the yeah. machine right now if it had still been coming out. And I think May was the original uh, month. So like mm-hmm. it makes sense that they're having a having to kind of reboot that a little bit. Right. I mean, this um, is like, it, it's it's giving me a little bit of, because yeah, you're right. I've never I've never really gelled with any of their stuff, but also a big part of that is, uh, Skyrim, I just I, I just came to really late at the point where True. I was yeah. sort of more invested in the stuff that had come afterwards and been influenced by it. So it kind of is a bit hard to go sort of like a step backwards. Um, the last Fallout came out when I was I don't I don't think I had a console at the time that could play it. So yeah, yeah I've always yeah. kind of like missed the boat on their stuff. But this article here, it is yeah, it it is just is saying a lot of that kind of classic stuff of hype machine where it's like. Mm. They're saying, it's large, we're playing the game all the time. It'll reportedly have over a 1,000 planets and 150,000 lines of dialogue. And it's like, when are these people going to learn that these things are just like, they're just stats that don't, you know what I mean? They don't, Mm. it's more often than not, you get it and it's like, yeah, cool, I don't don't really care about the numbers behind this. I'd rather just the game be fun to play. 150,000 lines of dialogue, especially when, you know, half of them are going to be like, whoa, look out! Oh, big alien! Oh, yeah! Oh right. shit! It's this. coming for us! Yeah, um, Misa directed uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. <laughs> oh, yucky! That's the worst one of all. Yeah, and it's also Not by like a mile these days. How I don't know how many lines of dialogue are in other games. What am I comparing right. this to? Right, you know, 
And does that make it better? Does it make GTA Five better because there were lots of words? I don't know. When, yeah. when they share those photos, you'll see like I, I feel like maybe this was GTA Five or something, but it's a, a few times where um, developers will share a photo of the script all printed out. Right. And it's this big fucking stack of paper walloped yep. down on a desk that's buckling at the seams. <laughs> but then like, okay, sick, but the most beautiful movies ever written are much thinner than that. Books that have transcended the time they were written and like fucking Pride and Prejudice, you can stick up your ass. It's not that big <laughs> if you're right. into it enough. That, uh, and that was, a, that was a positive thing. That, that wasn't you telling no, Jane Austen g- to stick it up her ass. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying it's such a good book. I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. Like Elden Ring had barely any dialogue and it was a fantastic game. It's just mm. like people in the games industry need to know that you can overwrite something. And yeah. you would have thought so, given that's a gaming term or a computer term. But, like, yeah. more lines is not equal better. Because how many of them are you actually going to experience when you play the game, right? That, that's All meant to be put out there to be like, <laughs> oh, there's so much There's so much there, you know? You, you could get lost in this world and go in whatever direction you want. But, like, you'd rather play something that's completely linear, that has a hundred lines of dialogue that you're going to hear and experience all yes. of because they're all actually good and worth hearing, not just like, you know, oh, well, this, this is part of a side mission that's not really worth bothering with. Not even just as like a broad fucking complaint or whatever. Like specifically, Bethesda has the problem of mm. in the past, the best parts of their games have been some side quests here and there. Like there's some really good stuff and then there's enough caves with rats and whatever that like the seemingly much smaller scope of those already quite big worlds was too much to maintain mm. uh, a, an interest the whole way through. Yeah. You know? So um, right. I, I, I'm going to say this on behalf of the podcast, that if we end up loving the script of Starfield, we will <laughs> stick the script up our ass. Oh, oh yeah. Page at a time if I have to. It doesn't matter. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm a man of my word. And my I'm word going all is, at once. For some reason, particularly anal focused today. I've said painful <laughs> dildo. I don't know what's going on. But yeah. Well, I've got a- speaking of, uh, you know, 150,000 lines of dialogue, it sounds like some of those could definitely be trimmed down. And you mm. know what else could use a good trimming down? My pubic hair. <laughs> Boys. Wow. TMI. Do, do you have any ideas for me? Uh, I've got actually, you've clearly never listened to this podcast because there's a sponsor we've had for a little while now who keep uh, hanging around and we keep letting them because they make good stuff. They're called Manscaped and what they Ah. specialize in, Tommy, just purely by coincidence, Mm. is Mm -hmm. personal grooming. Misa listening. (laughs) uh, Yeah, they make make great products for maintaining your irritating... Constantly growing, even though ne- you don't necessarily want it everywhere. Hair. They make a lawnmower. It's called the Lawnmower 4.0. Mm-hmm. That's for trimming up the main bits. They've got an ear and nose <laughs> hair trimmer. That's for trimming up the side bits. That's called the Weed Whacker, which for That's Tommy, the, weed whacker. the man who cannot say ear and nose hair trimmer, yes. Weed Whacker is there for you. There you go. I can say that. Weed yeah. Walker. Fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> they make uh, really decent, like, shower stuff, like uh, a shampoo and conditioner combined thing and a body soap mm-hmm. that I don't mind at all. Mm-hmm. And a whole bunch of other things. And it all comes in, like, nice pouches. And, and, and it's got good, like, charging docks that, that make everything simple. 
yeah, if you get the performance package, you get a leather uh, toiletries bag. Like, all of that stuff is super high quality. As a gift, it's fantastic because it's packaged extremely nicely. There's some nice little gold foil on it. Um, I, I love it, uh, uh, it being the company. And I, I, yeah, regularly use all of their products. Um, I've still got my uh, original lawnmower 3.0, which is working uh, an absolute treat. So yeah. I can testify to the longevity uh, of their products, even though they release new ones, it's not like an iPhone where there's planned obsolescence. They're genuinely high quality um, mechanical shit. Very good stuff, and you can also get twenty percent off and free shipping with uh, the code Filthy if you go to mm. Manscape.com and you mm. pick what you want, and then you you look at that full price, you just whack a fifth off. Yeah, on us. Yeah, use the code Filthy and you'll get free shipping too. At uh, manscaped.com. And, oh, no, you're on the internet. Uh-oh. You're over on manscaped.com <laughs> using the internet. <laughs> Fuck. This is dangerous. Someone's going to find out where you are. Someone's going to track you down. <laughs> Shut up, cunt. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Be quiet. It's okay, baby. It's fine. <laughs> I, um, you know the, the answer? You go to nordvpn.com and, yes... You're exposed for a minute while you're there, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. as quick as possible, you type it, you go to nordvpn.com slash filthy, and mm-hmm. you get yourself uh, a deal on NordVPN, which uh, is uh, a <laughs> VPN service, which if you don't know what that is, it is a thing for your computer that makes your computer be like it's somewhere else. I it's, hope I've yes. described it understandably enough. And mm. Invisible Woman. You know Invisible Woman from Fantastic Mr. Four? It's like that. You go invisible. No one can see you. No right. one can yeah. catch you. Yeah, it's it's a privacy service, and it's it's really useful for a ton of different things on there because uh, you know people are out to get you on the internet. I'm looking people at are... I'm looking at our uh, deal page right now. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of picking it up myself. Uh, hey, I wow. did that not that long ago. I can tell Same. you exactly how much it all is. So if you use the code Filthy, you get. Uh, approximately $125 off for uh, the standard uh, two-year plan. So it's it ends up being $3.35 a month. Uh, you get a free month. And, yeah, it's a VPN. It's got malware protection. Uh, it's got an ad-blocking service. Uh, I I guess I guess a virus scan or maybe that's the malware thing, um, but it's got like basically it's an internet security service. Yeah. You used to have to pay a shit ton for that. Uh, there's a, a particular software company I'm thinking of where it was like the industry standard, but also very expensive. This is now the industry standard NordVPN, and it's uh, yeah less than a coffee a month. Yep. Which, yep. in my opinion, is 100% worth it. And you get a 30 day money back guarantee. Try getting that with a coffee. Yeah, you come yeah. back there in a month and you go, this is the same milk, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> They'll kick you out of the place. Yeah, brutal. I shit so- my pants immediately after this. I'd like my money back. <laughs> I love the image of someone who's like, they've hacked someone's system. They're watching them kind of, they're, they're watching their screen. They're watching them prowl around mm. the internet. And they're like, just watching some YouTube videos. They're like, we're on here. It's only a matter of time until they log on to their online banking and we get the... We get mm. all the details. And then they just see them go and put in NordVPN.com <laughs> being like, no! <laughs> oh, no. If they use slash filthy, they're going to get a deal too. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
um, hey, can I talk a little bit, please, about PSVR 2? Yeah. Oh, I realized My... I had some more stuff to say about that. Yeah. This is the VR segment because I've got some stuff to say about the Quest 2. So let's let's honk on in. Yeah. I uh, I really like it. Oh. We were talking last week about how, oh, I don't know, because No Man's Sky is what reminded me because we were talking about Starfield. I played some No Man's right. Sky in VR. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. That shit's fucking awesome. Okay. Oh, baby. Man, okay. walking around a big alien planet and you look up and there's the sky. Mm. What the what the what the fuck? You know <laughs> so what I'm saying? <laughs> this this would be the first time you played that game in a while, right? Yes. So that's the the biggest thing was like I haven't played it since around when it came out. Right. And they've done so many updates and stuff and so going back into that it almost feels like not a new game, but a better game for sure. Right. It is taking you through more of its systems that it's added and getting you to build a base and to learn mm-hmm. this thing and this thing. And uh, there's so much more direction and uh, purpose to that game now, right? Um, that it is more engaging, especially when you're like walking around. It the VR stuff isn't perfect. You can't get the VR mode on the PC as well, and mm-hmm. I think on PSVR one it had this. Yeah, too, I never tried that. Yeah, um, but it's a lot of you know just sort of awkwardly looking at menus that are attached to your wrist and like right. the fact that you can move around I means some of the menus like clip through the walls sometimes and bits and pieces like that that like aren't a big deal but are obviously a VR quirk. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the benefit that you get is flying this fucking spaceship around and making yourself feel sick, doing 360s, <laughs> pretending your, your, your controller is a joystick. Yes. It's so cool. Yeah, I, I I played it, I think, in VR ages ago when I first got my Quest 2. And so, you know, I plugged it in, plugged it into the PC and had a crack mm-hmm. and found it a little, uh, yeah, sort of dis- disorienting. Um, and that could have been like there was a bit of probably a little bit of lag um, potentially between the, the headset and, and the PC just because it's not like, yeah, what you're experiencing, Nox. It's not like one closed system. So um, it could have been that. If, but, it's, yeah. if it's... If the- computers not being able to run it at all or if you've got it happening wirelessly or what it'll fucking kill it any yeah. vr stuff but the that, that's a bit of that that thing of yeah jumping into a ship and and pulling back on the fucking thruster and you fly into the sky and then you fly into space mm. and then you like zoom into a fucking space station and jump you know like that that sort of um seamless uh gameplay which is like nice when you're just playing it on a tv I'm sure is is insane when you're playing it on like really good VR. It's really cool. The thing with VR is always that sense of scale and mm. getting that from this huge and like the the very different environments you you go to and having a a, a sense of place and presence in those is really effective. Um, and it, so yeah, it's just been a weird cool thing to and it's ma- it makes the game more engaging to me. I think. A, a little mm. bit too because a lot of that mm. game is just about gathering resources and it's like minecraft basically you're gathering up yeah this type of thing to make this thing and you're building stuff and it like I, especially in the original version when that was also combined with a little bit of directionlessness i found mm. it just sort of easy to to get bored by and i'm not having that anywhere near the same way with this like i'm uh really enjoying being on this little fucking space mission 
<laughs> well, that's cool. it, right? Like you now constantly have a quest. Um, pretty much, you have a, a main PSVR quest. Uh, sorry, that's right. Well, you you have a quest as well. I do. That's stupid. <laughs> but like, it's it's driving you through a, a quote unquote story. Um, mm. But it also will drive you through the processes to yeah, like get yourself in a position to be making a base and then upgrading stuff within the base. Yeah. Um, or you know, um, there's like you can get a freighter now and you can fl- have those sent out on missions and stuff. To, to get yeah. more uh, resources. So there's there's a bunch of stuff. I mean, it's just game stuff, really. It's the kind of stuff that I'm sure is in similar ongoing um, multiplayer, you yes. know, uh, Especially survival sims. Now, since we're, what, seven years after the fact, nearly, yeah. that stuff has taken off in a big way. Mm-hmm. Um, and No Man's Sky does not stand out in that way. But having it be implemented in VR so well is... Mm. And, like, it's not the perfect implementation. There are problems with that, but it's just so good anyway that, right. like, like it would be way better if, like, the, the, the you know, grabbing the stick and, and, and uh, lifting up the sort of canopy of your ship and using these mm. menus and stuff, it can feel pretty clunky a lot of the time. Right. So it... But it's still so cool. That I guess you're always really going to get a bit of that in right. something that wasn't designed ground up for VR. This is I like think that's the biggest an, thing. Yeah. An additional mm. mode. It's not like a yeah. It's not like a purpose built VR game. Totally. Um, and it's you know for the 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 size of the place in the conversation it had for a long time and still kind of does. Mm. It is still an indie game and it is like mm. a relatively small team and whatever. So. Yeah, it's super cool, um, and this VR shit is fucking fun. So have you played anything else? I played a little bit of a puzzle game oh, that I forget the fucking name of right now. I'll look it up, but it's Tetris? like... Tetris? No. <laughs> it's Pokemon like... It's, <laughs> it's literally... I mean, the thing, the useful thing is, is I'll be just able to look at a list of all PSVR 2 games... <laughs> And it'll be one right. of that single page of games there. But um Jigsaw Simulator? Li- literally a puzzle game. You are building a puzzle, a three D puzzle. Uh, oh, okay. made of like basically Google map images of Puzzling like, Places. That's the one. There you go. Uh you're 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 piecing together three D models that get blown apart into right. little shards and you're you're spinning them around and you've got reference photos and they're of real places. They're of cathedrals and whatever, like sort of landmarks around the world. And they do look like slightly higher quality. You know, when you zoom in on Google earth. Yeah. It's like that, but better. Yep. But um, looking at it right now, it's, it's pretty cool. It is really relaxing and just like moving stuff around with your hands is a really satisfying thing to do. For the human yeah. brain. Right. You just love got me it. thinking, yeah. you know what I think is due a comeback and uh, mm. would actually be great in VR? I think this game had a different name in nearly every country, but Pushmo? Remember yes. Pushmo? Yeah. I remember Push. It was Pull Blocks over here. Pull Blocks, right. Pushmo, right. and then there was Pullmo was the seek. Yeah. I-, I think it had like three different titles. I don't know if you ever played this, Ben. It was a 3DS game. No. I think it's Nintendo it was Nintendo published. I don't know if they developed it or who developed it, but they made two of them and you would have like a reference picture of a 
like a little a little puzzle thing where bits of it are jutting out to certain extents and you'd have to like pull some bits out all the way and then that would make the bit it's on top a big of it wall. fall down. Big you've got wall. a big wall that you're climbing up and you've got to like, yeah, figure out how to get to the top of that wall by pulling out blocks to climb on. That's but right. But then on your way back down, f- like make an image because certain ones are pulled out and certain ones aren't, if that makes right. sense. Right. Make yeah, it match yeah, up yeah. to this reference. So you're controlling this little character around this space and like, yeah, going up all these different levels and grabbing these little shelves to pull them out and obviously you can't pull them over the, you know, you've got to have enough space underneath you to be able to pull all the way back. They're really, really cool. They made, yeah, two of them on the mm. 3DS and then they've kind of, they've just kind of abandoned him. And it's, I mean, a part of it was it used the novelty of the 3D effect of the screen, but you could, it would still work without it. And it would be, it would be a great uh, format for, um, yeah, for VR, moving around in that right. real space yeah. and having the tactile, yeah. like pull these bits in and out. The, this one puzzle, puzzling places. It is. It's. It's not that. Uh, to be clear, no. it is. It is a literally a jigsaw. Um, yes. So. So yeah. Uh, go have a look at some footage just to get. But a, a, a three dimensional jigsaw. Right. Yeah. 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 Like building a cardboard model, basically, and they just satisfyingly right. snap in together. And uh, yeah, I. I want to. I want to keep doing more stuff. I'm. I'm. I'm gearing up to fully play through Resident Evil Eight. I'm getting myself. Oh yeah. oh yeah! Get myself wound up to do that because uh, I I'm I'm really keen to go back through that again. But there's also they... Cities VR. Cities oh yeah, Skylines, oh, yeah. but in VR, which they announced the City Skylines two this week. How how does Cities VR work? Are you just you're, looking you're, over the city? <laughs> and it looks worse, and you're flying around, and it looks like real plane. <laughs> it it yeah it immediately I struggled struggled to think of how that would um, add to this game that is about. Like being able to really rapidly zoom in and out, select things, and also have like um, details, sliders, uh, stats, and stuff like mm. uh, w- within a mouse click. Uh, I don't, yeah, I can't personally see how the VR one is of of appeal. But hey, that's me. I'm a I'm a little bit wacky. Yeah, here's how: <laughs> fly around, fly around a city that you're building, like you are God Himself. Yeah, it doesn't appeal to me. Uh, I'm happy to be on the on. Uh, well, I guess I'm still up in the air on a PC. Uh, I'm become death. Um, there's a ton more stuff on there, and I and I keep. Uh, I, I'm 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 going to keep going down that rabbit hole. A game that you may play in the future is a game that I played on the Quest. It came out, I think, October last year. Um, so hey, not that old. Uh, we're still we're still hip. We're, we we still play new games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um uh called Runner. Uh I heard about this very recently and so I decided to give it a crack. It is a motorbike combat game. It is in the style of a sort of anime cyberpunk um world. Visually it's very like like in, like atmospherically story-wise and there are sort of like um little uh, VR, uh, like, video screen portraits that pop up and talk to you that are anime style, but the actual, like, graphics are, like, super blocky, very basic, very, like, you know, mid-90s, early-90s PC sort of looking stuff. But the gameplay is fucking really, really good. And it's it's basically, yeah, and a sort of endless runner style. You're on a, on a, a motorbike, you have two guns, you can also shoot like pistols that you can like take out. But you can also like shoot the the motorbike's cannon. 
Uh, you have like a laser sword that you can pull out and ring, swipe ring. it. Ring, <laughs> ring. Oh, no. Ring, ring. Oh, no. I said his activation word. Um, ring, ring. Yeah, you can... <laughs> where do I pick it up? Um, <laughs> which is very Final <laughs> Fantasy VII motorbike gamey, where you can like swipe at people with your sword, which is uh, very cool. Um, and yeah, as you kind of progress through, like normal enemies will come and then eventually there'll be like a big boss enemy. It's very much what if Final Fantasy VII original motorbike game was VR. Like that's like they've totally taken that inspiration. But it's really fucking cool. Like it, it works great even just on a Quest 2. Like it's it's not particularly demanding of hardware, but it's so fluid. Like everything works fantastically. Like there's no hitching or frame rating or anything, which is obviously um, important for VR. I just had a great time with it. It's probably the first game in in a good year and a half plus that hasn't just been like a rhythm game where that I've yeah. really enjoyed on VR, where it's about the combat. It feels like you're in Escape from New York or some like '90s cyberpunk sort of sci-fi thing. Um, it's kind of a no-brainer for anyone who has VR, I reckon, because it it yeah for me, who is keen to find good games on it, but has kind of been let down by the selection. It it's a it's a great one. I was really really happy to yeah to be pleasantly surprised by it. So I I do give it a, a hearty thumbs up. Yeah, cool. I'm going to get this when I get home. This sounds fun. How'd you go with the like, the sense of speed when you're in the um, when you're in the headset? Because I feel like that would be the thing with this that would be make or break for a lot of people. Like I'm, I'm pretty good with that effect. I can handle the like sitting down and like in Resident Evil doing the actual movement and not the snap right. two. The snap two I kind of find just annoying. So I just kind of made myself get okay with that. But also, you're not ever moving at a particularly high speed in, in any of the stuff I've done that in. And this looks right. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I say, I recommend sitting down to play it. Um, yeah, that was my first mistake was standing up and immediately being like, Whoa, nearly falling over, but sit down. <laughs> and it's just like being in, on a motorbike or being in a car, you know, like it, right. that mental thing of, of you feeling that disconnect between you moving and, and, and the, the world around you moving and, and everything in VR, it just doesn't apply because it's just like being in a car. I'm sure, sure. yeah, if, um, the Gran Turismo uh, VR would be similar where it's like as long as the technology is running it at an appropriate mm. like refresh rate and everything, um, mm-hmm. I had no problems at all playing it just seated when I have had problems like specifically with yeah Resident Evil Four with the just moving around like you know with a joystick. Um, I've always I'm, found I am that more of a, a, a zap to it person. Yeah, those like the higher the speed, weirdly the more simple it like lower mm. speed kind of just walking around is just strange enough that I think my brain is more likely to go, what the fuck is this? Right. right. Than, like if everything's zipping around, you're like, yeah, cool, something weird's happening. We're all totally, cool. totally, and and yeah, this this totally works for me. I didn't I didn't feel too fucked up by it, um, and it's just such a cool like you know sensation to be like you're on your motorbike, you you steer with a joystick, like all the controls are really well thought out, but you know you've got one hand free to like pick up a pistol out of the sort of like holster in front of you, and it's just all really really well designed. Um, cool. So yeah, don't don't expect you know PS5 graphics. But apart from that, uh, it's yeah, it's a sick VR game. Um, well, we're running out of time here, but I got a game I want to talk about for a long time, so I'm gonna. <laughs> so sucked in. Okay. 
All right. Uh, I've been playing Wolong Fallen Dynasty by Team Ninja, mm-hmm. who are the Neo people and the Ninja Gaiden people back in the day. It's the 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 new action sort of soulsy but not really but kind of but like action game from them it's on game pass right now we've been talking about a bunch neither of you guys have gone in on this hey no i've played it i've started oh, you playing played it. it i've played it and i've played the demo um right, so right. i've had a bit of experience in the system but um yeah still pretty early on i only started last night but i've i've gone in yeah nice um it's it's okay <laughs> that's how i feel about it too and I've played like an hour and a half. Yeah, so I've played. I have no idea how much, but like I've been playing it since it came out, uh, mm-hmm. like last Friday or something. And I'm probably, yeah. maybe I'm halfway through or something. I think it's like a thirty, forty hour sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm having a good time. Mm. I don't think it's that good of a game in a lot of ways, though. Like the, the. So if you don't know anything about it. it's sort of along the lines of an Elden Ringy type of thing but it's just it's a lot more prescriptive about what it wants you to do sort of like a Sekiro mm. where a, a lot yeah. of what you're doing here is um fighting a big enemy and they'll chuck an attack at you and you're going to want to hit the button to parry it right as mm-hmm. they get you that's mm-hmm. a lot of what you're doing that's um, yeah it's it's funny that the the lineage of this series has kind of gone back and forth a little bit. I feel like there was, there was, there were elements from Neo and Neo Two that from Soft incorporated into their games, but uh, like you know, kind of the setting and all that stuff. Sekiro is obviously yeah the the big one that that crosses over. But yeah, they've basically gone oh Sekiro okay you took you know inspiration from our sort of visuals and setting. We're gonna take the the key uh, combat element from your game and make right. it just as important in our game. It's the front and center thing because, and there's a hundred thousand different fucking systems going on here that are all mm. like overlapping with each other. But for the most part, kind of boil down to one thing, which is the more you can parry and attack without getting hit, the better you'll be doing. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, it, it, the, 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 the the parry window thing is is I think a little more forgiving than I remember Sekiro being, so I'm finding Definitely. it a little simpler to 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 whack into. Yeah, but it certainly is focusing on that, and it is one of the most frustrating things in the world when you feel like you should have gotten it but didn't. Mm-hmm. When you know you press you you you're pressing the button right as something hit, and it's like nah. Fuck you, man. You fucked it completely. You're a piece of shit. Dream on. And I'm going to tell everyone that you're a piece of shit too. That's what the game does. It emails everyone you know saying he fucked up. Um, Uh, Yeah. I mean, another thing they took from the Souls games is that sort of punishing element. It really makes you feel bad. The game is 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 difficult in, but in a different way. It's weird. It's in. It's difficult in a way like Ninja Gaiden was back, way back in the day, because like that was a different type of thing to the more, um, like, creative, expressive, uh, uh, exploratory way that the FromSoft games are difficult, where, like, it wants you to fuck around with things. It's difficult because, like, no, there's a way past this. Figure it out. Right. But this game is a lot more in the way that Ninja Garden was, too, where, like, there is a way to do this, and I'll tell you what it is, and unless you do that, I am not letting you leave. 
Yeah, and and you, your re, your reaction time better be fast enough. Which it is for the most part for this. Like I'm I'm not finding it difficult in the set. The first boss is probably the most difficult of the game, mm. and it's it's gotten more and more of a breeze going through. Um, not a breeze, but like it's doable, and I'm and I am enjoying doing it too. That's the weird thing where like. So you've got like all these systems of like a, a, a summoning meter where you can summon this thing, and then like you've got uh, either positive or negative amounts of this um, one meter that is basically your ability use thing. So like the more you block or hit, the more that you will build points in this meter, and then that, you can do. Is that morale or is that something else? I think it's the other one, and I can't right. remember what it's called because there, there's fortitude and morale. Maybe it is morale. That's why I'm avoiding saying their names because there's so fucking many of them. <laughs> yeah. And the game just chucks them all at you with like maybe a window that'll be like, here's what this is, but oftentimes not. Like at one point you'll just, you you rest at like these sort of flags in the ground similar to a bonfire in a Souls game or whatever. Mm-hmm. And one time you'll rest at them and it'll just be like, what's wizard spells? And all of a sudden there's wizard <laughs> yeah. spells and you're kind of gaining more of them without really knowing quite what number is being used to like... It's a lot of just letting you in and letting you figure it out. And that's satisfying in one way, but also like kind of annoying in another way. But Mm -hmm. none of it is so complicated. It's just that there's a lot of it. There's just tons of stuff that it's throwing at you. But once you kind of figure everything out, it's like, oh, that's barely anything. Because then there's like a rock, paper, scissors thing between the Mm -hmm. five different sort of phases it calls them of magic, which are like earth, something, something, something. And each one cancels another one out. And if you use... As some magic that is the opposite of the one that is being thrown at you. It can nullify it. Mm-hmm. There are like mini bosses in the world. It's very level based. You're going from one distinct area to the next rather than an open world. Yeah. Or, and like, each area is pretty linear. Like them, yeah. there's, there's maybe a path you can take that will get you an item if you bother to go down it. And there's the occasional um, like... Uh, oh, now you're here, you can open this door and you can circle back sort of thing, which is very... That's very Neo as well. Yeah, they open up slightly more or less as time goes on, depending on the level, but yes. And then you can go back to older levels uh, with sort of new... It calls them battlegrounds with new missions in the same uh, older place. And you kind of have to do that as you go through because it's like the way that the, the, the leveling is working. It sort of expects you to be doing this repetitive kind of side stuff. That's the other mm. thing is that there's a lot of different enemy types, it seemingly initially, but then after you get past the third or fourth level, you're like, oh, they, they've they used them all and they're repeating now. Right. Yeah. It, it seems to be. But the bosses keep being fresh and keep being interesting and they're sort of the main focus of it too in, in a similar mm-hmm. way to how those Souls games are. And Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying... It's got a paper-thin story that is still also confusing somehow. <laughs> Right, yeah, agreed. <laughs> so, what's the elixir? Why, who needs it? It doesn't really tell you anything, and then you show up to all these places, everyone's like, oh, it's you, but, like, I thought at the start of this I was fucking nobody. How has word mm. travelled so quickly? And, like, <laughs> you're just meeting these different generals the whole way through. Every time you go to some new place, it's like, hey, I'm the new one, what's up? So, right. and then, yeah, just this kind of unclear, and it's a cool setting, like... I'm enjoying mm. the the sort of like Dynasty Warriors style, you know, like ancient Chinese war stuff with mm-hmm. like these sort of demon elements thrown in. 
that yeah, a nice. It doesn't look great though at all. It's a pretty no. I noticed, like, there's a bit in the very first cutscene where you like you're thrown into a wooden, you know, table or something, and the table's made of like seven pixels, and they just like fall onto the ground. Like, it's the whole thing wild. is like weirdly plain and flat for a game that I believe is only on. Oh no, it's on the PS4 and stuff too. Well, okay, it certainly looks very last gen and not even last particularly gen, yeah. impressive for that. Yeah, um, yeah. But, like, if you're into this type of sort of fast um, action game, I think this is pretty decent. Like, I am enjoying it, and it doesn't feel, like, um, broken, really, mm-hmm. to me. It just is that it's, like... Uh, it's just pretty run-of-the-mill at this point. It's, like, a bit straightforward, yeah. even though there's so much shit crammed in there in one way it's also mostly pretty surface level and pretty simple and what it boils down to is right. a rhythm game like Sekiro where you are trying to block at the right time and then you hit an attack until you block the next time right and they've chucked a bunch of other like window dressing around it which yeah it seems kind of complex that stuff seems complex for the sake of it Yes. Um, you know, it's like, oh, okay. So I just tried to figure out what morale was, and I think maybe it's not, it's not the thing that we I thought it was. Because, but then you also have genuine chi, stamina. It's stamina. So morale yeah. is what the enemies have, and you can reduce yeah. their morale by killing certain enemies. You've got stamina, which either go. It's like, and again, it's more complicated to explain than the way it actually affects you in the game. But you either have mm. more or less of it. There's like. Uh, you you are building it by successfully attacking or defending enemies. Yes, and raising and, flags. And raising flags, and you are losing it either by getting hit or by using skills that will right. use a certain amount of it. And if you lose all of it, you get staggered for a bit and they've right. got an, a window to attack you. you but also- it just basically means like... It's, it's, it's similar, I guess, to stamina in Dark Souls or whatever, but it's just right. done in this really overly complex seeming way that works fine in practice it just is not smooth to explain because you can yeah fortitude is another thing where you can raise your fortitude um and then your morale can't drop below what your fortitude rank is so again it's like oh yeah well that's cool if you like get to a certain point your fortitude goes up you can't drop your morale below it but it's also this seemingly unnecessary complication and your morale and is a to different explain. thing that will affect how much damage you're doing i think or how much stamina you're gaining from each attack maybe mm. it is because then your stamina is the thing you're actually and there's like 20 different systems blonked on top of each other because the thing you're leveling up are these different elements that allow you to get better spells in that type of element and like will each increase sort of a stat as well. And you get a million different fucking weapons the whole way through that all have slightly different skills on each of them, but you end up with this inventory stacked full of the same type of sword, but one of them has plus 5% of this and one of them has this like, that's, that's very Neo as well. And it's, and yeah, it's, it's also like very Diablo, you know, where it's like, I don't think, 
the, the great thing about Sekiro is you have no gear except for your prosthetic arm and you have the same weapon the whole time. Whereas this is literally like, yeah, there's a million different kinds of uh, knee pads or like, you know, uh, shin guards and pants and, and yeah. jumpers and gloves. And it's all very like, if you're for some reason like only playing this game at all, and you love stats, then that's all there for you. <laughs> but if if you like, if you have played a lot of more modern games that have streamlined this, it it feels overwhelming and annoying. Well, and the problem with it is that it doesn't translate it translate into anything particularly noticeable. Like if you mm. were able to massively change what you were doing with these different stats, then maybe it would be like, oh, it's complicated, but it's because it's really customizable or whatever. But it doesn't right. massively affect how any part of what you're doing feels. Right. So that's what makes it seem a little overly complex is that it's not affecting enough. Sure, know, like- sure. As long as you have the most powerful sword that you can get at that time in the game, then it's, yeah, it's more about reflexes and just like knowing the rhythm of the combat. Yeah, and you'll want to end up using all of those different sort of abilities you get um, to do the most damage possible. But like, it, it, it all ends up being a lot more simpler in practice than this massive swamp of different bars going up and down makes it seem. But mm. that in practice action is pretty fun. Right. It's enjoyable enough. It is a, a good action game that... that has nice design and everything too, but just doesn't look particularly great. Mm. Um, runs fine on the the Xbox. My controller keeps disconnecting for some reason. I don't know what that's about and I've tried to figure mm. it out, but I can't figure it out and it keeps making me so mad because every time it disconnects, <laughs> the Xbox says, uh, you need a controller to play this game. <laughs> and I fucking know. I had one a second ago and you turned it off. So... <laughs> but it, yeah, it's be, okay. Uh, and this could be the yeah. sabotaging of the Xbox version. Maybe this is a little uh, Fuck. Team Ninja being paid off by Sony. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's okay. And, and, and if you've got Game Pass, it's worth giving a try. If you like this type of thing, if you like sort of these difficult action games, it is it is a decent one of them. Mm-hmm. But um, it made me want to play Sekiro again. Mm. with the combat and the sort of lack of exploration in the levels made me think about Elden Ring again. Like, it just really has competition with some of the best games that's ever, that have ever been made. Right. Right. It. It. Yeah. I think for some people, if you love uh, Team Ninja games, then this is like, oh, yeah, this is the best one that they've made. It's It's a It's a genuine, like, uh, iterative improvement over Neo 2. Um, it's not wildly different. Um, but if you're someone who loves from software games it may be more frustrating than it is enjoying because i initially went into the neo games after yeah getting my head around uh the souls games and and enjoyed them to a point but didn't have the same level of satisfaction as playing um yeah a sekiro or an elden ring or or a dark souls 3 they are strangely different and it's hard to sort of Mm. explain Mm. what it is about it but this really does feel like a like an original xbox game it feels like that type of action game from around then like ninja gaiden this is definitely from that bloodline rather than from the bloodborne bloodline but totally they they just present quite similarly and they have similar 
themes and 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 basic concepts in them but they do for right. whatever reason feel feel very different and i just think that this is a lot more um for me kind of disposable i was going to mm-hmm. say like i think they literally feel uh lightweight like you mm. could watch two playthroughs of of a from software game and a and a team ninja game and be like oh yeah i can see the similarities the big bosses the linear level design that's kind of interesting you know you have souls <laughs> that you need to upgrade stuff right. like but um it definitely they feel they feel a bit more a, a bit more lightweight the 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 team ninja games uh in terms of just player weight like there's something about it yeah but it's a good action game that i'm uh enjoying despite saying all of that like it is the 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 core there is really satisfying and the bosses especially uh, uh, i'm having a good time with so again as is always the case with a game pass game Mm. if you've got game pass fucking why not yeah give it a Uh, little quiggle if not it's an okay action game that i would yeah maybe have a go with a demo there is a demo for it and see if this clicks with you hmm because it's well, not going to necessarily uh, translate. Sorry, if you're if you're into a lot of games that look like this, that's right. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of uh, yeah, games with uh, punishing combat, I've been doing a bit of that this week. I finished Kirby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Finished First game Kirby's of the year. I finished. <laughs> Return to Dreamland. Uh, what a fun ass time the whole way through. Mm. Looks great. Runs great. Feels so fun to play. And then I've been uh, doing a bit of that epilogue thing that they added, which is the new uh, mode that they put in for this uh, remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, you play as the bad guy after he's been beaten at the end by Kirby. He's kind of he's kind of washed up on this little planet. He's lost all his powers, and uh, you play as him going through these levels, doing a bit of skill tree kind of stuff. It's cool. Mm. It's like a lot of the same enemies, similarish sort of format of levels, but just completely different sort of packaging um in terms of what you're doing you're getting your little uh yeah you get you're getting your little coins and you're using them to upgrade this guy's little abilities which get you into new levels and stuff it's it's cool it's a neat little addition it's a it's a really cool little uh just different game chucked in at the end not just um you know they could have easily just thrown a few new levels in but uh yeah, yeah i like that they that they went for it and kind of gave you a, a whole different little format. It's a it's a cool idea too, like the game finishing and then you you have this little thing where you're playing as the baddie. I like it. Yeah. And as we said last week, like they already did chuck in a bunch of extra levels and stuff that were, mm. you know, like challenge levels and, and stuff like that, little puzzly levels and um, the, the amount of stuff that you can like clock off in terms of going through the normal levels again is pretty significant. So... Um, it's a good, it's a really good package. It's, it's definitely my favorite Kirby game I've ever played. Um, Mm. I, yeah, if you're a Kirby skeptic, but you do like a a 2d platformer, this might be the one to give a crack. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to do in there. There's like the little mini games mode is cool. They're all pretty fun. And you have Mm. these like missions to do, uh, where you get little rewards for. So if you're a completionist, it is one of those games that, yeah, if you are just blowing through the, the main campaign, it's pretty easy. It's not going to take you very long, but it's one of those games that is, it's for the completionists, the the hundred percent trophy is, are going to really have a field day with getting the gold medals on all the little challenge modes and um, 
And then yeah, this little uh, this little epilogue thing seems pretty hefty. So yeah, I've been I've been enjoying that, and uh, started the Minish Cap last night. Oh, Zelda Game Boy Advance game, which I never played back in the day, and uh, it's cool so far. You have you played this one, Adam? Back at the time, I don't remember it super well. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool seeing because Capcom developed it, so it's cool seeing a different. You know, it's got. It's got all the Zelda stuff that you'd expect, but it just kind of looks and feels slightly different to how Nintendo would do things, which is kind of cool. The yeah. Oracle ones on the on the Game Boy Color as well, I think, right? Like mm. Oracle of Ages and Seasons, and then yeah, yeah. It, it. I remember it looking great, like real kind of getting almost that Wind Waker cartoony look on a Game Boy Advance ish. Mm. Um, that's cool. That's on the Switch yeah, Online thing, right? It's on the yeah. It's on the Game Boy Advance Online thing. You get a little right. cap. He's shrinking you down, so you're going into dungeons and doing little challenges where you're going real small. And yeah, it's a it's a it's a fun, yeah, classic uh, classic Zelda with all the all the dungeons and all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, I missed it at the time, so I've been enjoying doing that. But did uh, you did you miss at the time Metroid Fusion? Because that has just dropped on the Nintendo yeah. Online service. I did, um, and uh, I'm excited to play that. That one's great, too. Fuck yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that is going to... That sounds All to right. me like a bloody episode of a podcast, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think you've got it exactly right. A, a hefty one at that. Yeah. Bumper. A real um, chunky. A real chungus. Uh <laughs> We will be back next week with more Filthy Casuals. Until then, filthycasuals.com.au for the links to all the stuff that we have going on. We've got the bonus episodes on Patreon. Please sign up and yes. support the show if you enjoy getting it for free every week. Uh, we've got Clicker, I Barely Know Her, our Last of Us recap television show podcast. Get on board that if you haven't already. And we've got the YouTube channel where we've got uh, hundreds and hundreds of videos. We're getting very near the end of our LA Noir playthrough. Yeah, an ep or two to go of that, depending on uh, where you're getting them. And yeah, the live show, April 2 at Comedy Republic, 3.40 p.m. Uh, yeah, that's all that we have going on for now. The Thank you for listening. And the yeah, the band camps, oh, yeah. the premiums, yeah. Uh, we will see you next time. But until then, as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. Sitting all alone here, Skywalker Ranch, they didn't even fucking call me back. How wooed. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.